Hey, hey! We're excited to be hosting the X29 New Zealand 2023 conference here in Tauranga Moana. Our conference theme is One Another, Relationships, Ministry and Mission, where we will explore the impact of our relationships with God and fellow believers in the local church on ministry, missions and church planting. The conference will be held on November 3rd and 4th, 56 Second Avenue here in Tauranga. Tickets are available over at Eventbrite. Hope to see you there. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your reasonableness be known to everyone. The Lord is at hand. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Philippians 4, 4-7. Kia ora and happy Tuesday. Welcome to another episode of Fill Me In, a Redeemer Church podcast, formerly the 99th most popular podcast among Kiwis on Spotify. A big shalom to all of you who have your hope laid up in heaven. And again, a happy Tuesday to you. Welcome to episode 14. We've got Joni Shepard with us today. Welcome, Joni. Hello. Thank you for having me. Good to have you with us today. So excited to hear your story about what God's done in your life. Could you tell us a bit about yourself? Sure. Well, um, I'm Joni. I am uh, originally from Tauranga, over those ways. Um, I am... 39 years old. I have three wonderful children. My eldest is 15 and then I have 12-year-old and an eight-year-old son and I'm living in the beautiful Waihi at the moment. Beautiful. And uh, you mentioned before we hit the record button uh, some of the hats you wear with some of the work you do. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So I wear four hats. Oh, five if you include my mum hat. Um, but I, well, so I'm currently, one. yeah, yeah. So lots of jobs. Uh, so I'm currently mum. And I am the youth pastor at Wahi Baptist Church, and I work up there um, for 10 hours a week. And I'm also a 24-7 youth worker up at our local college here in Wahi. And I'm also a teacher aide at one of our primary schools here in Wahi as well. And I guess I just do lot, lots of um, support work um, with, the, with the youth of this town. Wonderful. Oh, that, that's awesome. Thanks so much then for squeezing uh, this little podcast into <laughs> that, that busy life you've been mentioning there. That's amazing. It feels like an honor to have you on. Um, oh. So could you tell us a bit about uh, your Christian life? Obviously, the, the point of this podcast and the reason you're on is because uh, you are also a believer. So could you tell us a bit about what, what does that mean for you at the moment? If someone were to ask you, maybe someone who is super fresh to Christianity or doesn't really know much about it, and they said, Joni, what is it to be a Christian? What does Christianity mean to you? Uh, what kind of things would you be talking to them about? Um, I would say, I mean, for me, the main the main thing of Christianity is, I mean, we find in the book of Luke where, where Jesus says, you know, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, um, and love your neighbor as yourself. And that's sort of what I try to live out, you know, that we um, that we just love and adore, you know, the, the creator of this universe and that we love our neighbor 
you know, as we love ourselves. I believe that Jesus showed that. And that's what, uh, that's what I certainly tried to, um, yeah, try to live by. Awesome. That's great. So obviously, if you're on here, you weren't raised as a Christian, because <laughs> those are the kind of guests yeah. we get on, people that weren't raised with it. Uh, so could you tell yeah. us a little bit about your life before you came across Christianity? We'd, we'd love to hear all about that. Yeah, great. Um, so I was an atheist. I grew up, so I grew up with my mum and my sister, um, you know, solo mum. And we just, just faith, it was never a part of our childhood. Mm. It was, yeah, so I had no idea that it even existed. Um, And then when I was, I must have been maybe 15, 14 or 15, and a friend of mine invited me along to a youth group play. And this play was, um, it was quite dark and it was all about pretty much if you did all this bad stuff, you would go to hell. And I didn't know anything about Christianity. I'd never even heard about this. There was even no speak of Jesus in this play. Right. Um, and I thought, what the heck does this all mean? So I went home. I was really worried about my mom and me. And I was like, what does this all mean? And then my mom just said to me, I don't believe in that. And I, you know, you can choose to believe in that if you want to. And so I went, well, I'm not believing in that. And for me, that's what Christianity was. Sure. And so for me, if anyone said they're Christian, I would stay as far away from them as possible. Really, I had no friends that were Christian. Um, I became quite a vocal atheist about the fact that I, I believed that there was no such thing as God. There was no such thing as Jesus. Well, I used to say maybe Jesus was a great guy who got mm. too much credit for who he actually was. Right. Um, and, and that human beings wanted to put their faith into someone. So they chose this random dude who was a nice guy back in the day. And they just decided to put their faith in him. That's how I saw Jesus. Mm. Um, and then, yeah. And so I had, you know, I was very unchristian, used to blaspheme all the time. It was just never a thing to me. You know, I used um, the Lord's name in vain as an expression of frustration or whatever like that. And it just never occurred to me. It never even occurred to me that it would be offensive to anybody because it meant nothing, you know, to mm. me. Yeah. Um, and I lived this my whole life. And then when I moved out to Waihee, uh, I became friends unbeknowing to me that were Christian. And um, and it <laughs> was actually yeah. <laughs> slipped well, in there. Some, eh? my, yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. They did. Yeah, God's good. A girlfriend of mine, I did know that she was Christian and she invited me along to Bible study. This is actually a funny story. She said to me, oh, because I'm a reader. I love books. And she said, you know, oh, hey, look, I run this book club. Uh, at home if you'd be interested in coming along nice. and I was like yeah I love books I'm keen to come along to a book club and I was like what book are you guys reading she was like oh it's uh it's kind of a little bit uh religious kind of it's sort of like the bible <laughs> and I was like oh what? I don't want to read like, do you even know me and I was like thanks but no thanks I'm not going to that right and so she sort of was praying she didn't tell me she was like oh, oh no kind of thing and I kind of laughed it off and it was actually the next day that um, the story is, is that a girlfriend of mine, she lost her two and a half year old. He, um, he died in his sleep, which was uh, horrific. Mm. And we were driving to Auckland for his funeral. And I was in a van with all these Christians and I was like, okay. And so they were praying and they were all kind of, you know, upset. And then we came back and um, a good friend of mine, she invited me over to her house to, uh, because, you know, it was really sad. Mm. We got back to where he, and um and she said you know I'm so sad and I was like me too and she said come over, and so I went over there 
um, we had a few glasses of wine and she was just really upset with God that, that this had happened to our friend. And so then I started being like, well, how can you be upset in something that's so obviously not true? Like you guys are blaming stuff on, on something that's so imaginary. You know, I used to always say, you've got the story of Jesus and you've got the story of Cinderella and they're both stories that we know, but they're both fictional. So I don't understand this grief that you're showing. You should be upset at the situation, not at this God that you guys believe in. And sure. yeah. And so she's like, oh, oh my gosh, I can't believe that. Da, 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 da. And she was telling me all about the story of Jesus dying on the cross. And I said, I was like, you know, I know the story. It's a nice story, but certainly not real. So we ended up lovingly debating for hours that night. And, um, and I say, this is the night that God saved me mm. because I, I felt weird. I left and I was like, her, her faith, and this Jesus person is stronger than my faith in atheism. Hmm. Her, um, what she's saying holds more, um, I don't know, it's more valid than mine. Hmm. She has more passion than I do, um, maybe. And so when I left her house, uh, there was a stirring, I guess you could say, and it was this, maybe there is something. If she's this passionate about it, more passionate than I am, maybe this is worth looking into. And I just had this feeling of, I want to know more. I want to go deeper. Um, if this is true, Fascinating. then, you know, I know. Yeah. And that's real. Wow. So in this phase of your life where you were heavily into the atheism and stuff, were you into, you know, and you mentioned you're a reader, were you into like the well-known atheists of the time, Richard Dawkins and Christopher Hitchens and those kinds of people? Uh, no. So I didn't read anything like that. Okay. I would just read Harry Potter. Yeah. Still love Harry Potter. Um, just that's funny. Those- I just read all of those for the first time this year. Oh my gosh, they're the best. Yeah, love yeah, them. And yeah, um, no, I just read novels. I never read anything. Like I think actually, I did read The Secret, which is this the power of positive thinking. Blah blah blah, rubbish. Uh, I did read that, um, but yeah, I'm much. I'm more into like novels and stuff like that. Cool. So, so you have this huge conversation with your friend. You mentioned that was likely the night that you you were saved, and you thought to yourself. I'm going to have to go dig into this a bit more. So where did you go from there? So um, I went home and I spoke to my husband and um, cause so he's um, yeah, he believes in Jesus, but sort of we didn't live a Christian lifestyle. And so he said, you know, start Googling stuff, look into this stuff. And I was like, okay. So I just did, I looked into, I wanted evidence that proved that the Bible was um, was a true document, I guess. Sure. So I looked into the evidence for the crossing of the Red Sea, you know, and then you, you read about the chariot wheels that are still under the water. You can see the gold um, in there. Um, I wanted I wanted to read all about the Dead Sea Scrolls that they found sure. um, in those clay jars. And so, you know, and that it matches exactly with Isaiah that we have today. So I was like, Wow. Um, all the eyewitness accounts, you know, even just the evidence behind the fact that all these eyewitnesses saw the same thing, you know, that it holds weight. Mm. Um, and then I thought, this is way bigger than what I thought it was. Mm. I need to do some other study on this. So then uh, I went to my pastor. So we started going to church okay. at the Baptist church. And, um, and I said to him, you know, I really want to study the scriptures because I don't know what I'm, I'm just like Googling stuff. Uh, so, yeah, so I enrolled in Kerry Baptist College and did study through there. Wow. So, yeah, that's, that's another hat I wear as a student. Wow. <laughs> so, so as you're, I guess, looking through all these various pieces of evidence, do you remember, I, I don't know how to say it, like what, what your heart was doing 
as you're as you're rummaging through all this stuff, are you feeling like, wow, this is exciting? Or are you thinking like, oh no, there's something to it? Yeah. No, I was um I was really excited. And I was it was like it's like a light bulb had gone off. It was like it was like my eyes, it's like they were covered and now they could see, hmm. you know? Um, well, it's like that song, it's an amazing grace where it says that. I was blind yeah. and now I see. You know? yeah. That's how I felt. I felt like, wow, this was all out here and this was all true. And all this time that I um, discredited everyone, like even, um, so I've got another story, which is um, I'm a cancer survivor and all that kind of oh, stuff. Wow. I've got lots of health issues, yeah. And so one of the times I was in hospital, um, this guy came and wanted to pray for me and I was like, no, thanks. And I said to him, you know, thank you. You're really nice. It's a really kind thing to do, but you know, it's wasted on me. I don't believe it. Go find someone else to pray for. Um, and yeah. And so I forgot what I was talking about for that. Uh, you, you talking about? Were, you were talking about you were blind and now you see. No, it's oh, the excitement. The excitement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So the excitement about studying. And, yeah. Yeah. It was exciting. And I still feel like that now. So I cool. finished my diploma in theology and I'm just about finished my diploma of youth pastoral leadership. And it's like, I'm doing my own studies and I'm reading a lot of um, John MacArthur. And the more that you read and the more that you dig in, the, it feels like the less that you know, but the more excited you feel because mm. you're like, wow, it's just, there's so much weight to it. And the Bible, you know, everything that we know is in this one historical book mm. that it's just, oh, I love it. It excites me. That's very, very cool. That's super cool. I mean, obviously, that's a huge transition going from atheist, uh, you know, with, I guess, naturalistic, materialistic presuppositions going into this full-on theistic worldview. There's a mind behind the universe. Someone's created it. They've crafted the universe. Everyone's in his image now. They're not cosmic accidents. That That's big. Do you remember how, I guess, in addition to that, you felt about the concept of sin because that's obviously a huge part of the christian worldview as well it's not just that you are um created it's also that you have sinned against your creator um which a lot of people don't like christianity because of uh, the morals that it, it talks about do you remember coming across that and coming across the claims of the gospel that you need to be forgiven and, and how you found that kind of thing yeah um i found that i mean Jesus died for for our sins. And so Mm. it's like, if he can go through that, then I can go through acknowledging all the stuff that I did. You know, Mm. I had to, I just, I guess I really lay myself bare in front of God. And I feel like I kind of just sat there and was just like, oh my goodness, you know, and I did. I just just ask for forgiveness because when you study the scriptures and when you get to really have this relationship with God, you know what you've done in the past Mm. is upsetting to him. You know what you've done. You know what you've said. You know what you've proclaimed. It's it's hurtful in the eyes of God. Mm. And so for all of that, and even like for the ways that I've I've treated people, I'm like, oh my goodness, I can't believe that I was that I was like that. You know, so it's Mm. it's like this big torch that gets shone um into your subconscious almost Mm. that you have no choice but to acknowledge and to repent because you know, you know that it's yeah, you know that it's not right in the eyes of God. And because you you're now living for the creator of the universe you want to do everything that's pleasing to him so people don't like the word sin but it's like it's tough because that's what it is and that's what jesus Mm. came and that's what that's what he died for and that's what we need to um Mm. to repent but we are all sinners so at the end of the day we need to acknowledge that you know we are sinners, and that's okay but being aware of that yeah 
I think that's what I try. I'm, I'm teaching this with my youth at the moment, which is heavy. Mm. Um, that that you know that that there is none good but God. Mm. But then that's okay, and that we acknowledge that, and that we're aware of that. Mm. There's a lot. Yeah, it makes us really humble. I think mm. when we when we like. That. For sure. I think it's an interesting time uh, in the West at the moment, just looking at, uh, you know, ideological trends and and the way uh, culture uh, seems to be moving, at least in some spheres, where on the one hand, the idea of sin is like super rejected and frowned upon and mentioning it's super yuck. Uh, but then at the same time, we also have like the most moralistic people ever who love to lecture other people and rip them to shreds for breaking, maybe not God's moral standards, but someone else's standards usually yeah. their own it's it's kind of weird yeah yeah no i totally agree it is it is really weird talk to me about your time at kerry uh so how, how was that yeah so that was all good i um i started well i did my diploma part-time mm-hmm. and then i think it was a year into my diploma i ended up in a breakout room so i did everything on zoom um with sam who is the uh he's like the the leader i guess of youth pastoral ministry oh. um and I was praying a lot about it and I was getting told a lot by people at church that I should look at doing youth pastoral stuff. And I was like, no. And then I kind of fell into it. And so, I mean, I, I applied to do the youth pastoral stuff thinking, you know, if I get, a, if I get accepted, then I'll do it. And I got accepted. So I did it. Um, I liked, I, yeah, I, I did like my study at Kerry. Uh, mm. My favorite thing about it was, is the people. Mm. I love, I love our cohort. Um, the, the, you know, the friendships that I've made, uh has been yeah that's been really awesome and some of the papers that we've done have been really cool like my favorite paper was pastoral care oh. with um with phil Hillstead. that was i loved that paper mm. um what'd you yeah, like and then, um so i liked that it was just sort of based on on caring for for people um, pastorally. So I put it into the youth context and I'm actually wanting to do a counseling degree next year through um, BTI because I just, I don't know, there's just, there's so many broken people out there, especially young people mm. and the services in New Zealand, they're not the greatest, you know, like people are on waiting lists for such a long time. Mm. So I think if I can, if I can walk alongside a young person and just kind of help them where they're at, um, then, you know, that's, that's great. And that's so, Awesome. I, loved, yeah. I love the imagery too that, that we learned about in pastoral care, you know, the imagery of the shepherd and the gardener and, and this, that, and the other thing. And it kind of, you know, I, I see myself as being the gardener. And so sometimes if I'm looking after a young person or if they're in a bit of a strife or if their faith is falling away, I go back to that imagery and I think, right, now what is this, what does this little seed need or what does this little plant need? Mm. It's, 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 uh, it's soil nurtured does it need to be um held up like is it is it stem too bendy is you know what's going on for for this gorgeous little plant and mm. what can i do to, yeah to to help it be a little bit more stable awesome oh, that's great hey talk to me about people that have been in your life uh along the christian journey so god often blesses us with people we're not meant to live the christian life alone and there's often key people that we can look back on and go far out they were really uh used by the lord in my life. Do you have any people that stick out to you in particular like that? Yes, I certainly do. Um, I have, uh, so I guess my youth leadership team has been a really big part of, of my life. Um, especially my friend Lisa. So she's now in Fakatane. She was, she's been called into mission work down there, which I miss her terribly. Um, and so she's been, so anytime that I need, she's, she's so, um, she's so nurturing and she's so, um, holistic mm. and 
you know, I've I've had a hard life. And so she's, if I need Uffy, I go to Lisa. And mm. so, and if I need anything that, um, if I'm struggling, so I'm really extroverted, really loud, really spontaneous, kind of annoying. And she's this introverted, um, gentle, quiet person. So when I need that, I go to Letha and she's hmm. my person. Oh. I love her. And, um, yeah. And then I have Nev in Auckland as well. So he's he's been amazing as well. We have lots of theological chats, me and him. Yeah. Sharpening yeah. each other. Yep, totally. That can be yep. the best day. I've found those kinds of people in my life over the years just to be just to be such a blessing in terms of like I feel like there's been single conversations I've had with certain people who where rather you come out almost having learned as much as having read an entire book on something, you know, just yep. because their minds engage, your minds engage, you're sort of interacting with these ideas. And I find that later on when I come to read about it, I'm like, oh yeah, we covered all of that and all of that and all of that. But in this way that was set out for me and in, in the most convenient way that I'd be able to understand, because they're talking to me in particular, it's just, it's great. I, I love those conversations. That's that's terrific. That's a that's yeah. an interesting thing you bring up too about obviously Lisa Lisa being called away to work in a different city can be a bit of a tricky thing. We're, we're at the moment going through a well, we're doing a church plant at the moment, which means a bunch of our people at our church that we really love. We're just we're going to see a lot less yeah. by by next year, and it's it's one of those things we're just sort of talking ourselves through at the moment. I got a buddy who likes to say we'll be able to hang out in heaven as much as we want, <laughs> which I feel like is good advice that I need to remind myself of a lot. Cause it's, it's exciting on the one hand, you know, it's, it, it is super cool, you know, like far out, these people are going out there, uh, you know, they've got the Lord's calling on them. They, they're going to accomplish things for the kingdom of God. But at the same time, I also just really want to hang out with them. <laughs> and so, yeah. Yeah. And you want to be a bit selfish and be like, I want, yeah, I'm like that with Lisa. Yeah. Especially doing camps and stuff now without her, it's going to be very different. Totally. And it, yeah. Mm. Yeah. She's doing God's work, so that's happy for her, sad for me. That's what I always say. Happy for her, sad for me. Totally. And and it's like, what an awesome thing to sacrifice for. Um, Like, what better thing is there to sacrifice for, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, it's so cool. It's so cool. Hey, um, talk to me about um, blessings and regrets over the course of the Christian life. So I guess what I, I like to do in this part of the podcast is just imagining that you were, well, how, how long have you been a Christian? How many years? Uh, must be six. Six years. So um, I guess imagining that you're talking to yourself six years ago um, yeah. and knowing what you know now, are there things in particular that you would look back on and I guess warn yourself against like, ah, oh, watch out for this, watch out for this. But then on the other side are things that have gone really well that you'd say, yep, just stay on that track. That that was awesome. Do you have things like that that you'd things that you keep the same or things that you'd change up a little bit over the last six years? Uh, I don't know if I have any regrets because mm. I feel like everything that's happened, like I'm a, you know, everything that happens happens, happens for a reason. God is for sovereign. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so I, I, I sort of feel like these things that I'm like, I kind of look back and I'm like, oh, if it wasn't for those things, um, I wouldn't be where I am today. I wouldn't hold the convictions that I hold today. So oh, like right. I, um, I did a, I like I kind of went along to a few sort of like pinty kind of stuff that back when I was an atheist, it used to make me feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And it's still held on I still held on to that a little bit when I was um now I'm a Christian. And so I'd go along to these things and and I wouldn't like it and I would feel really uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um 
But then I feel like that's also shaped my faith and that shaped where I am today. Mm. Um, I would say, I would tell myself to be a bit more kinder on myself because I used to be quite, well, and I still am really critical on myself. Mm. And I wanted to I wanted to know everything, you know, and I've got I've got a youth now in, in my youth group and he's the same. And he's like, I just want to understand the scriptures. I just want to know. It. And he's a new mm. Christian. And you get that real frustration of like, mm. you know, that this is such, you know, this book is gold. You know, the Bible is just mm. it's such treasure and you just want you want to be able to download it into your brain like yeah. that. I know the but feeling. <laughs> yeah. And so I was quite critical on myself. And then when the youth would come to me and they'd have questions in my early, you know, in the year in a year or two after I became a Christian, I didn't know the answers. I used to be really hard on myself and think I was an idiot and and think, you know, you've got to study this and why don't you know it and blah, blah, blah. Mm. Um, I would, yeah, I'd say, you know, it will come and you're never yeah. going to know everything. You know, you're going to study this book forever. And so just be a bit more kinder on yourself and just go a bit more gently um, about things. But no, no, yeah, no, no real regrets. Cool. Um, and I've, I've been, I've been so blessed. Yeah. I, I just, yeah, God's provisions have been incredible. Yeah, He's amazing. Um, so I feel richly blessed. Totally. Mm. Now that's that's awesome. Super encouraging to hear. I think with a lot of that too, eh? Like you, you do meet people along the course of your Christian life, you just go far out. That person is an animal when it comes to knowing theology <laughs> or knowing the scriptures, but then also knowing they didn't just have that happen to them by accident you know it's like they've they've been working at it for years and years and years and i haven't been doing it anywhere near as long as they have so of course i'm not going to be able to articulate stuff in the way they do you know it's just so okay because i agree you can you can be way too hard on yourself eh? yeah totally Let, let's talk about well that's a good segue actually let's talk about the bible obviously the word is uh, a lamp to our feet and a light to our path it is breathed out by god uh, it's important for the Christian to be engaging with scripture uh, regularly. Uh, it's it's given to us by God for that, so that we might be complete. How do you go about incorporating uh, working scripture into your life at the moment? Um, so I'm studying theology, so that helps. Mm. Uh, and we, the way that we're running youth group at the moment is that we're studying, um, at the moment we're studying uh, how did I become a Christian? And cool. so we've got a little bit into, uh, what have we just done? Actually, I've got it right here. Um, what are we reading? Oh, so we're reading all about, um, your works, you know, good works don't save. Mm. And so, but where do we find that in the Bible? And so pretty much every, I like to think that any issue that I'm thrown, any, anything I'll go to scripture to try and understand how to respond or if I've got any questions about anything, I'm like, oh, you know, kind of like, like that, what would Jesus do sort of thing. Sure. I mean, the Bible has, has full authority. Um, and I guess it's, I'm trying to impart that on the youth and on my own children as well. Mm. So with my with, with my kids, you know, they are asking lots of questions at the moment. So my eight-year-old said, how do we know that God created any, everything? Like, how do you know that? Mm. And I'm like, great, let's go to Genesis, you know? And so we, mm. we open up. Um, Genesis and we read about it and that's come from because at the moment we're doing a, a little family um, uh, study on Mark oh. and so we so we sit in the hallway this is really funny my daughter mm. hops into bed and me and my son sit in the hallway and we we go through and we, re, and we read the book of Mark and then it's anything that they have questions on they ask so it's not this you sit there and you listen mm. it's I'll say I could say three words and they're like hang on and then what does that mean and how do you know that and da 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 and so mm. I guess making it's not some old book 
that mm. has no relevance to us. And God's yeah. not some old sitting in a cloud, is what a lot of young people think. Mm. This is a living, this is a living book. You know, Jesus Christ is our is our living God. And this is all relevant in everything that we do. Mm. And so I guess trying to make that known to our young people. Um that just just the just the authority and the and the importance mm. of the book. You know, anything that I that I try to to do in my life, I'll think, you know, where does it say this in scripture? Yeah. Or that, that kind of thing. And so yeah, I, I rely heavily on the Bible to to guide and to assist and to help me um in all my areas mm. of my life. That's great. I love what you're saying about what you're doing with your kids there too. I eh? like I think some people can get stuck sometimes with good motivations, you know, digging so deeply into it that you forget that you've drilled down so deep that no one else is even, no one else has the capability of going down that far with you. And and the, when you begin to speak about what you're learning, people are just really struggling to resonate with it. But I think what you're doing with your kids is so awesome, not only for them, but also for you just to have those questions sort of fresh in your mind going, okay, these are the kind of things that people ask. And um, these might be the objections that someone might have. And it, I might need to just feel the need to explain these things as I talk about it, even if no one directly asks you, just knowing that, oh, people are probably wondering about this and this and this. I think it's really good just in terms of transferring the faith on to others. I think I think that's awesome. What about, so aside yeah. from your, your, your parenting and the stuff you're doing with the youth, just in your own personal life, do you have like a particular way that you go about, like, do you have a set plan you do or do you, are you just, how, how does that sort of look for you personally? Uh, so no, I've I've tried many times to get some sort of good discipline. Sure, uh, I've got I've got a little prayer journal. Cool, but I have I've been diagnosed with ADHD, so my brain right. is like all over the place. Right. So I've tried to journal and it hasn't really worked. Uh, I've got my Bible next to me. I'm I'm reading from I want to go beginning to end, and I'm currently in cool. Judges. Um, so I'm getting through it. Awesome. Um. Also, I'm reading a lot at the moment about um, about the psychology of addiction on the brain. Cool. And so I find that really fascinating. And so, um, unfortunately, that means that my scripture reading has gone down a little bit. But I try to read like a couple of chapters every night, but mm. I do forget. And so uh, I have a mentor that I talk with as part of our study through Kerry. And he's, he's been saying to me, like, leave your Bible in the kitchen. And then if you are cooking and you're whatever, you can maybe read. A, I tried that. didn't work. Hmm. So I guess I'm trying to figure out my own spiritual discipline. That's but, cool. Um, That's cool. I love the Bible. And I can even just sit there and, you know, if mm. I, instead of watching TV, I'll read it for like an hour and a half because I love mm. reading. Yeah. But then I might have again for a week. So nothing nothing routine because my brain is certainly not a routine brain. Mm. But I do I do think, it. <laughs> I think we're all trying to figure this out. And there's a lot of people uh, possibly listening who are in the exact same boat. And it's just encouraging hearing how different people are trying to work through it. I think it's awesome. That's, that's yeah, cool yeah. to hear. So one thing I like to ask my guests when I when I get them on is a question that Spurgeon used to ask uh, people that were wanting to join the church there in London back in the 1800s. He would ask them all kinds of questions as they were, uh, questions you'd expect as they wanted to join this church. But he would also ask them, um, what would you like to accomplish for the Lord? So I pose that question to you, looking uh, ahead at hopefully a number of decades uh, being a Christian uh, in front of you, what would you like to accomplish for the Lord uh, in that time? Um, I guess my prayer is is that God uses me 
um, for his purposes and that I'm his hands and feet. So I have no idea what he has in store for me. I mm. definitely I love being with the young people and I feel like that's where he wants me at the moment. Um, but, yeah, I just want to do the best that I can possibly do to glorify God and to um and to and to make him pleased and and I mean I don't know that's a that's a loaded question because it's like you know I want to do everything I can I want to be mm. his hands and feet I want to um completely give my life over to him and for him to use me mm. um on the on the ground here and to to help the people that he calls me to help beautiful beautiful as long as hey. <laughs> love it hey let's do some uh, rapid fire questions. Uh, yeah. You can answer these as long as you want. If you feel like far out, there's some good nuggets in there that we could delve into, then go for your life. If you feel like giving me one word, uh, do that as well. Just whatever floats your boat. Rapid fire questions. Yeah. You are on a deserted island. You can only have five books of the Bible with you. What books of the Bible are you having with you? Um, So I would have Genesis. I would have Psalms. Um, I would have John. Um, I would have Romans and Revelation. Love it. Great choices all round there. Are you one of those life verse people? Do you have a life verse? Oh, I have you said life verse. I was like, I'm very life verse. <laughs> um, life yes, I do have a, I have like my favorite verse, which is, um, it is in Philippians, I want to say, Philippians chapter four, yeah. um, where I can do all things through him who gives me strength. Wonderful. Because we do all things through Christ. Amen. Great verse. Great verse. Best thing about being a Christian? Um, best thing about being Christian would be that I am in a loving reciprocal relationship with the creator of the universe. Awesome. Book of the Bible you would like to understand better? Um, that, uh, uh, maybe Romans hmm. or Revelation. Revelation is yeah. just a, a head case, but yeah, <laughs> Romans is just so rich and you just, yeah, you could go so deep with Romans that I'd love to really understand that book. Mm. Cool. Mm. Something the church in New Zealand, by and large, generally, obviously there'll be exceptions, but something the church in New Zealand could do better at. Um, I have no idea. Maybe serve the community more, be more outward focused as opposed to inward. Cool. Um, but then, like, our church is kind of doing that. I'm just trying to, because my church is really the only church I've been to. Sure. Um, and I've got another church in Auckland that I go to, but they're very community focused as well. Cool. So, I don't, yeah, that's a hard question for me to answer because my churches are doing that. Mm. But if all churches do that, that'd be great. But maybe oh. they are. Cool. No, no. Great answer. Favorite Christian okay. song? Favorite Christian song. Um, I love. Uh, it's called "My Feet Are on the Rock" okay. by I Am Bay. I think. Do you know that song? I don't I love it. Every time uh, it comes on, it's just up so loud in my car. Okay. What's well, called it. "My Feet Are on the Rock"? My feet are on the rock. Okay, yeah. I'll go check it out. I've not heard that one. Great. That's great. Favorite Christian authors or thinkers, people that have helped you along the way, maybe people that you've read who you thought, man, that's been super useful. That's been good value. Um, so I'd have to go with my Wang Rudim. He's great. John MacArthur. And I love, is it Frank Turek? Because uh, I'm yep. reading at the moment 
I don't have enough faith to be an atheist. Cool. So he's great to listen to as well. So those three, the is, is Frank Turek a theologian? I don't know. But he's like a, he's an apologist. Yeah. Great. Yeah, I like I like them. Awesome. Favorite thing about your church? Um, probably the the love that the people have for each other and the love that the people in our church have for um, our community. There's just everyone serving everyone. And it's like, how can we do this better? And it's always this ongoing conversation on how can we look out, out for each other? How can we love each other? Mm. Um, yeah, it's really, I love that my church is like that because mm. we're so people focused. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's beautiful. Do you feel like you were on the receiving end of a lot of that when you first came to faith? Um, I guess so. I guess when I first came to faith, it was it was it's like it was like a roller coaster whirlwind of like what the heck. So I can't really remember, but I feel like I've always been quite affied by our church. Yeah, and you know, and so when you get that, and then you don't need it anymore, you give it out to yeah. We have like a pastoral care team, and we always just look out for everyone. And when people are not doing so well, there's this um kind of this this group that goes around them. And so I guess I probably was because I was invited along to Alpha, um, which was a massive part as well as of, of me becoming a Christian. I loved mm. Alpha. Uh, so I was invited along to that home group. And then, um, yeah, so there is this real community connection vibe going on at, at mm. our church, which I, but it's ruined generational as well, which is super cool. That's great. Mm. Well, this has been another episode of Film In. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Drop us a comment. Drop us a five-star rating on Spotify if you so desire. Redeemer Church is a Bible teaching church in the center of Tauranga. Our website is www.redeemerchurch.org.nz. We meet at 10.30 a.m. on a Sunday. Joni, it's been so good to have you with us today. Thanks for having me. Race and peace to you all. Fresh spring, and to one lost sheep, a shepherd boy is greater than the richest king.